Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Slash Supreme. I am your host, Christopher, and I am here with my friend, Luke. Hi! Yeah, finally we're doing The Witch. I know we said that we would do that three months ago, but hey, better, hey, better late than never, I guess, <laughs> on this topic. Uh, besides The Witch, we'll be also looking at... God damn it. Uh, the Predator from 2018. Uh, just a shorthand on that review so we don't have to actually set up a segment for it. It sucks. Terrible. Yes. One of the dumbest movies I've ever seen in my life. Awful. I prefer Fallen Kingdom to that film. Fallen Kingdom is somehow less dumb than The Predator. We, we might actually touch on that. We don't know yet. We're still pretty pissed about that film. So anyways, let's get into The, the Witch, The Fitch. The Witch. Okay, I thought it was the other way. Anyways, yeah, let's get into that. or whatever it's called uh the witch okay Um, it's called i would say the bitch um because as you were saying the w hadn't been invented yet i know it was invented it was wasn't commonly used in the english at that time at that time and i would say it's called that on the poster because it really kind of lures you in with kind of the authenticity the tone of the film and just kind of it makes it look more like an old fairy tale i would say like it, it i don't know for the marketing i thought it looked really cool being called that yeah, I agree, so it kind of caught my eye when I seen it. Yeah. Uh, so, The Witch was directed by Robert Eggers. We haven't seen really anything from him. This is actually his like, first full feature-length it's film. first feature, and it's a hell of a first feature. <laughs> it, he did two, two beforehand. Uh, Hansel and Gretel, which you've seen. Said the short, short films. The short films. You said you've seen The Piece of Hansel and Gretel. I've seen a little bit of it on YouTube. I don't believe all of it's on YouTube, but, um, yeah. And then The Telltale, which I don't think either of us have seen. And then... The one you're excited for. He's doing a movie called The Lighthouse with Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson, and nothing's really known about it other than it's black and white, and it deals with a lighthouse. So. Um, and I'm, it's probably one of my most anticipated films. I'm excited. I'm excited, uh, especially from how this film turned out. So we're going to give our thoughts on this film first before we get into really anything. So what do you think of the film? Um, honestly, this is one of my favorite films. Um I remember seeing it in theaters and being blown away. Um, it's probably one of the best horror films in the last 20 years. And one of my favorite horror films, so calling it a horror film uh, is it's, debatable. Yeah. Um, I would say it's more... I mean, I feel like it kind of cheapens it to just call it a horror film because I think it's a, re- a really well-made movie. It's like... It's a period piece drama with horror elements, yeah. I guess, if you really want to, like, break it down. Yeah, really. but... It's it's one of my favorites. It's directed, acted, music's amazing, it's shot amazingly well. Um, yeah. What did you think of it I, as your first time seeing it? I liked it. It is, like I said, it's not really necessarily a horror film. There is horror aspects of it. It is a, a period piece, of course, because like me and you were talking, it is old-timey English. Yeah. It is very authentic, too, because I guess the director really studied and researched witchcraft. So that you get like a really authentic look at this film. Uh, 
the one thing I have to say about this is you have to go into this movie with a plan and you have to plan for this movie. It's not a movie you would throw on like you won't it's not like Big Trouble in China where you just throw it on the TV and just sit there and watch it. You know what I mean? And it's not a film for everyone. <laughs> yeah, it's not a film for everyone. This was actually a very decisive, like, what, it pretty much divided audiences um, down the middle. It would almost. be funny near the end of this episode, if you want, we could read some Rotten Tomato reviews of it oh, yeah. from audience members. Because yeah, so. either, you get the feeling either people really love, love this it. film yeah, or it's they, the worst film they've ever seen. Yeah, it's. I remember the first time I saw this when the movie was over, Somebody stood up and said, I'm never letting you pick movies again in the theater. Like, the audience I saw this with both times hated. Yeah, so it is, it is not a jump scare fest. This is more of kind of like psychological. Almost. It's a psychological, it's slow burn. Yeah. Um, it has some heavy themes to it. Um, oh, heavy religious themes. Heavy religious themes. So if you are a religious nut in the sense of certain things kind of trigger you, I'd say stay away from this, because for those of you that haven't known, and I guess I'll have to find another fun fact, uh, this film is actually um, endorsed by the Satanic Church. Yes, the Satanic Temple, or whatever I guess they go by, uh, really admires this film. It is their passion of the Christ, I guess you could say, or whatever film in that regard. So yes, they really love this because of how it represents, I yeah. guess, their faith. Not necessarily their faith, but, but I guess a part of it or something i yeah i'm not sure as much but, on that but so yeah if you're uncomfortable by that well with, with that it. with that being said um the church of uh satanology or what have you um, <laughs> whatever they have to say about it one thing i would like to say though is i don't find this movie um anti-religion by any means it is very religious though there's a lot of religious imagery and it goes yeah. a, quite a bit into uh i want to say the ten commandments but it go it plays off certain Bible Job, like yeah, Job. It plays off of certain Bible stories and things like that, and yeah, I guess the uh, religious aspects around that time period, yeah, which we will see break down some of our characters in this film, right? But we don't want to get into that, so we're gonna give a bare bones kind of plot premise. summary, yeah, pretty much. So you want to go ahead with yeah. the um, first half, I guess. The movie opens up and it's in the 1600s. Should at... we give the family's names? I guess. Sorry, they want to cut you off. Oh no, that's fine. Um, yeah, I can, I can say it. Um, so we're seeing a family not on trial, but kind of talking to a council at this fort. Um, a family of is it six? I believe two. Yes, six. Okay, okay six. I count my head. Yeah, um, we have a family of six, and they're basically the father is being talked down to because he has a certain sect of Christianity that is a lot more uh, hardcore. A lot more hardcore than the rest of the community, and he, the father, feels the others aren't living their lives as they should up to God's standards, and the council is kind of getting. A little fed up with this guy's yeah. take on religion. And this will be over and over in the movie, but his sense of pride and his sense of religion. He really, feels, in a sense, spiritually better than everybody else. He, he does. Um, he's very humble, but he definitely feels that everyone else doesn't really have the same view as religion as he does. And we will get into that. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> the, count, the council more or less just says, would you... Get the hell out. Well, they don't say that. They, they just say, would you... 
be willing then to banish over your ideals? And he says, absolutely. Yeah. And he more or less leaves. And He doesn't even leave, too. He's like, man, you have fallen far from God's grace. Yeah. He, he pretty much gives, like, the finger to them he, while he, he leaves. He does. He just, he's like, you guys aren't living in God's graces. Of course I'll leave. And our characters, who I'm our father, like, who is Will, yeah. um, the wife, Kate, the oldest daughter, Thomason, our main character. Uh, the um, second oldest Caleb. Or, yeah, the first son, Caleb. Um, and then the two twins, which are, uh, I think, the same age, aren't they? They're the, well, twins. For, I mean, what the hell am I thinking? Oh, yeah. Um, but Mercy, Mercy and, and Jonas. And then their unborn son, which is born by the time they get to their farmland. Yeah. Sam. So. They, well, they're they're being forced to leave, and so pretty you much, get a good idea of this movie right off the bat, because it's just a haunting shot of them leaving, and the door of the fort slamming in their face. As they find a farm or a homestead. To Will, he has pretty much damned himself and his whole family. Yeah, with and his they pride. Really, yeah, they really show it in the first act. Uh, now, they don't show any imagery, but just how the whole tone is, as you know, that they yeah, are not and, in for a good bride. And um, one thing I really love about this film, and it's one thing I was trying to tell you like during the film, is like how utterly terrifying um, going out into the wilderness in this time is for these people. Um, it's just these people were astronauts in a way. They come from England. Um, they lose all their possessions. They move to you know a, a colony. Colony on the middle. And then from there they go even further out and lower themselves even more. <laughs> yeah, they and, get kicked out of the shitty colony to go to. And the it's just nowhere. it's terrifying to think about just them. The door shuts in their face. They're gone. Yeah. And then they have to tame this wilderness and make it their own. And. They just so happened to find a piece of land, and they, they're they praying to it, and they're like, God, give us grace here. Little do they know where they set up their shop. As Jeb would say, the ground is sour. <laughs> <laughs> In a better film? <laughs> I know. No. Yeah, so... Um, before we get into anything else, we're just going to cut that off right there. For you to have, for those of you that haven't seen this film, go watch it. But like I said, plan for it. Yeah, I, I would hate to spoil this movie for yeah. anyone. Um, uh, turn your phones off. Make your kids go outside if you have kids. Turn your subtitles on if you have trouble understanding the old timey ling- English. Yes, because that is that would be. Uh, I actually missed, I think, a little bit because of how they the dialogue they speak, especially when they're arguing and it's going back and forth. Yeah. So yeah, you need the. Subtitles on for that. Trank your dog if you have to. So it's not barking at your neighbors. Whatever you got to do, just make sure it is completely silent. It's also, I think, because of where we're at right now, it's pretty much raining and storming. So I think it added to the film. Oh well. yeah, it did. So I loved it. You you really need to have. It's kind of one of those films. If you're not paying attention, you're gonna hate it. As it's, we talked about, it, it is a feeling this movie invokes, and you need to be able to get that feeling. So I guess for those of you, who, so for those of you who haven't seen the film go watch it for those of you who haven't or don't care about spoilers we're going to get into spoilers yeah and we'll give you a countdown of five four three two and one anyway so first so, spoiler i guess oh over. so from there we just see the family kind of living their day to day they've kind of tamed a little bit of land they have a couple buildings and a farm started yeah um, and we're just kind of getting a daily sense of what they do for a living, <laughs> to live. Yeah. Um, and they, the ground. Seems like it sucks. <laughs> it's, it, I mean, talk. It, yeah, I mean, they're, they're kind of right off the bat. The father is talking about how the corn isn't growing. The ground, the food is kind of spoiled. The corn is rotten and they're just not doing that well here. And that 
that day, our main character, Thomason, she's asked to watch the newborn baby that has been born into this wilderness, unbaptized, and is watching the child playing peekaboo with it outside. And it's done in a nice shot and shot and reverse shot of the baby's face and Thomason as she's playing peekaboo. And then in one of the frames, when she plays peekaboo, the baby's not there. Yeah. And you see a bush move in the distance. So yeah. somehow something grabbed the baby and then drug it into the woods. Without a no, like a sound. Without nothing. a sound, and it is so haunting. You don't hear anything. <laughs> you even hear the baby make noise before it's taken, and it's just like gone dead silent. And you just see, you're there with Thomas, and you just see her face being like, where'd it go? Yeah, and it's not even like you see the bush move, but you don't see like the anything. grass padded down even no, like a little no, bit. You just, nothing. And it's just so haunting. And then from there, you just see a robed woman dragging or taking the baby into the woods. And then you get the best scene in the entire film. <laughs> I would say even rivals the, tur- rivals the turtle scene in Cannibal Holocaust. Um, weird it is. It is. It is, haunt- it is haunting. I mean, you see uh, a naked older woman, um, disheveled, Rubble standing baby. over a naked baby with a knife. And you don't see her kill the baby, but you see it... More or less, render the baby to paste. Yeah. So she can rub the baby's blood and, and tissue all over herself, and incru- including her broom, so she can fly. Now. And it's all done in the most haunting music yeah. and shots that I remember when I first saw it, I was like, I'm seeing something special here. Now, for those of you that haven't seen the film and stuck with us for the spoilers, she is not like fully nude. She's fully nude, but we don't see it. It's more like out of focus. Mm-hmm. You only it, when she's rubbing it on herself, it's out of focus on yeah. her, and it's focusing on the pot where she's pretty much mashes baby into chunks. Yeah. Uh, the next thing we want to talk about is, as me said earlier, how they promoted the film and all the old timey English. They really authentic uh, make this film authentic in the sense that we talked about it. Sort of the baby is, I guess, since it's unbaptized, it's like a pure form. I guess, like pure spirit, so it's able to give, I guess, the bird flight. It's and called, back then it was called flying ointment, from what I'm reading. That, what? What? So, also known as witching, witch's flying ointment. Baby paste, that's mm-hmm. nice to know. Baby paste. Is it like just human baby paste, or is it like animal baby paste? I, I would assume, I mean, it yeah. might have been both. <laughs> Can you baptize a cow? Um, well, we'll have your viewers right now <laughs> um, oh, I'm gonna get reflected so much for this anyways but uh, yeah the, um, from there on we wake several days later um, the mother Catherine is still crying she's disheveled she's you can our, our um, the oldest son Caleb wakes up and just hears the mom crying um, was it weird too I don't know if you caught this or not but when they when Caleb wakes up and then wakes up um, Thomason. Thomason you hear the baby crying in the background I don't know if you caught on to that. Yeah. I thought it was just the mom. No, you hear it because we had the subtitles on at that point, and it even says, like, baby's crying. So, like. Or had... was it the dog? Because no. the dog's crying along, too. Like, it's. Remember, it's kind of whining at the No, no, I don't know. Maybe it, maybe the subtitles. I guess? Because the subtitles could have been messed up. the baby's gone. Because it so... said in the subtitles, like, baby's crying, I guess. I so, didn't. Like, the audio cue. So, I don't I, know. I didn't see it at that part, so. Um, but, well, he's dead at that part. <laughs> but at, at that part, we're also given a little glimpse glimpse into Caleb. Um, he's kind of eyeballing is. his sister um, at her um, cleavage, um, and you kind of get a sense of that's going on. Uh, yeah, me or him, me and Luke were joking about it. He's in the middle of nowhere. He's probably around thirteen or fourteen, so he's hitting that you know age. 
and the only women around him are his mother and his sister. <laughs> and he can't really talk to his dad about this stuff because his dad and the religion and stuff. Yeah, his so, dad would probably yeah, say but, he's going to hell. I mean, yeah, well... But granted, would you rather have a dad say you're going to hell for that or a dad give you permission and then you destroy half the planet? <laughs> Which would you rather have? What? Oh, Brightburn? Because <laughs> <laughs> remember, in Brightburn, it's yeah. okay to have those urges. And then he yeah. murders every single person in sight. But anyways. Yeah, from there we see Caleb trying to sneak out of the house. With his dad. To... Well, to talk to his dad, and you just see the mom still crying. But he goes out there to talk to his dad, and he wants to go look for his brother more. But the father more or less says, like, if a wolf didn't kill your brother now, I mean, the elements would have. There's no way the baby's yeah. alive, but let's go hunting and trying to find something. Because, um, yeah, because as we were talking about, the land yeah. is pretty much rotten, so if they know they can't, if they can't grow it, they gotta catch it. Yeah, so. and I mean, the while they're hunting, the son is even asking the father, like, but my brother was unbaptized, does that mean he's in hell? And the father kind of coilishly, like, doesn't want to answer yeah. um, about that, and they kind of wander through the woods to check the traps. And uh, they find out, too, when they get to the traps, the son's like, well, how did we get the money for this? And he's like, well, I sold your mother's silver cup that she had in her family forever. It doesn't sound important now, but we will get to that. It doesn't point. sound important, but it is uh, a plot point. Well, let's just say that, that for those of you who haven't watched, who don't care about spoilers, this is the first character flaw for Will. It is. Um, and I'll get into my defense of Will near the end. Mm -hmm. But um, from there, they see a rabbit that will not run at all. and is just staring them down. And it's so cute, and its nose is And its up. eyes are bugging out, and it looks horrifying. <laughs> I, I didn't notice that. I just its eyes like, are bugging out, and I, I just, swear it creeps me out. I was um, like, why is that rabbit just looking weird? It's just staring, and the father tries to shoot it, um, but the gun backfires and burns him a little bit, and the rabbit runs away. So they decide to go home. Yeah. <laughs> Back to their fun home. They don't even like continue to hunt. They just be like, all right, yeah. we give up on yeah. this rabbit. So yes, they go back, and we see... Um, the twins playing with the, uh, how should I put this nicely, the their goat. Yeah. Which, you know, if you think of a goat, it's white, you know, nice horns. No, this goat is black and has big-ass horns, and, I mean... Affectionately called Black Phil. Yes, Black Phil. And, I mean, you could pretty much tell us a Satan in yeah. the goat. That yeah. was the one, that has to be the only thing about this film that I kind of down kind of give like a little bit of because it looks obvious yeah, yeah it's so well, fucking obvious as soon as you see the goat you're like all right that's uh, satan well to be fair and not even that as soon as you see the goat you're like all right that's satan the kids are even like well they sing like a little later, song later no it's like right in the same scene almost you're like it's singing a, a song and they're like oh uh black philip uh, what like owns the land well yeah pray at black philip's hand or something yeah, like something that something along those lines yeah. it's a day or two later yeah, but, but <laughs> and to be fair, the promotional material of the film is the, is go. the go. So <laughs> you would look into it. But yeah, you, you see the twins and them running around with the goat. And unless, yeah. The, um, and then later that night, they have their dinner scene um, where... The mother is already pissed at Thomas Thomason for losing the baby. Yeah. And now she realizes her silver cup is missing. So she's blaming, blaming Thomason for that as well. And the father, of course, knowing this. He doesn't really own up to it either. No, he doesn't he, say he, shit. He does say, and I'm going to, there's going to be a lot of me defending this father, off and on. 
But I would say, like, the father does say earlier on, he's like, I'll tell your mother about the silver cup when she's not distraught. Yeah. She hasn't been stopped crying for days. I can't tell her that I just sold her favorite, her last possession of their old life in England. Yeah. No uh, and then in this dinner scene as well, as I pointed out to you, Thomason's, or not Thomason's, uh, Will's pose at the dinner table because we're shown from him from behind. He has his arms up and kind of the I'm trying to think of like the pose they call it when it's like in the paintings but it's pretty much if you ever seen like a picture of Jesus his hands are outstretched you know kind of showering everybody yeah. so he has that pose while serving dinner to his family and giving and instead of I think they said he says the prayer in a weird way where it's like they're praying to him in a sense I I didn't get that feeling I know you did but yeah. I, I didn't get that I don't I don't think the father views himself that way but he still views himself I guess higher above than the rest of the family he kind of does but i don't i don't i don't feel like that character would be that well i mean pride is his ultimate downfall so i mean you could make that case for sure but um from that i mean we just go into which the dinner scene also shows that he is somewhat of a liar because he doesn't own up to the cup yeah he does he does not own up to the cup he lets thomason kind of take the fall the fall for that and um yeah and from there, that night, we kind of find out that they're in dire straits. They don't have any food. And the mother is even asking, like, hey, should we just take Thomason into town and give her to another family? Yeah. Marry her off. Which the whole children here. Yeah, they, they do the shittiest uh, form of making sure nobody's around. They just go, hey, you up, you guys sleep upstairs? And, of course, nobody's going to be like, yeah, we're asleep. Or, you know. Yeah. So they didn't even get out of bed to go yeah. and check. And they begin to... Yes, pretty much say we. The mother is like, I want to go back to town. Mm-hmm. I don't care what you think. We yeah. need to go back. We're not going to make it. We're going to die out here. We can sell it. Yeah, we can sell the daughter off. We can yeah. sell the crops off. Whatever. I just don't want to be here anymore. Yeah, and the father is just like, oh, those people, they're not one with God like we are. Yeah. Kind of dismissing the idea still and kind of just mainly leaves it at, we'll talk about it more in the morning. And even then, he even says, too, we can't go back like beggars. Yeah. So he doesn't even want to make it seem like they're having a rough time. So yeah. he, that again, still doesn't Which, want to show he's, with the pride thing, yeah. is pretty much hitting him in that one. And then we go to the next morning. Yeah, which... Um, Caleb is planning to go back into the woods to find food for them, so maybe it won't come into Thomas and having to be sold. Yeah. Or sold, or given away. But um, he had told his mom the day before that the father and him were looking for apples and well, not is, just hunting. Yeah, I forgot about that. So this yeah. is the second time the father had left one of those yes, lied yeah, yeah. So the father let, her, let the son lie about that as well, that they weren't looking for apples because they didn't want to ruin that he bought traps. And the yeah. father's kind of allowing this to happen. But um, so the Tom- Thomason finds Caleb trying to sneak out the next morning mm-hmm. and he's going to go look for food and try to get something so they won't have to do this so caleb and uh thomason are out with their horse with their horse or the family's car in this situation the, fa- the family's vehicle they're only <laughs> yeah they're only well, they're honestly, only transportation honestly with everything because yeah. he has their gun he has their dog their, their dog the horse the, the horse and i mean they're just out there and they're kind of talking about where they were in England and how better their life was and kind of reflecting on how things are now Um, and while that's going on they see the rabbit again and the dog chases after it 
and it causes Caleb to run and run after the rabbit, even though they already have food, so I guess it was just kind of like an extra stop. More, yeah. Yeah. Well, they want to get Fowler, their yeah, dog. True. So they... um, and then while that's going on, the horse bucks and knocks out our main character, and... then we see, I think the creepiest scene in this is we follow Caleb as he's following this rabbit, and how it's shot is just like the, pretty much the forest is just encroaching on him. Yeah. Like, it's just almost... It's claustrophobic, kind of, to, how close this gets on him. To call back to what I was saying earlier, like, about how these people are astronauts, and they are, they don't know where they're at. They, yeah. They really don't. It's like you get that feeling when Caleb's wandering through those woods. Like yeah, maybe it gets creepier, too, because he's it gets, The music's just amping up each, each and second. While he's do, while that's happening, he's also saying this Bible verse as well, and it's just... Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, so all that's going on. Sadly, he finds Fowler. He, he hears the dog. Um, if you're ever in a horror movie and you have a dog, you're not going to have that dog much longer. Because uh, yeah. that dog's going to die. But um, he, he eviscerate that dog. He, you, he finds Fowler with his guts spilled out. And he continues to follow the rabbit further down. And then he finds a home. And a woman, a very buxom woman, comes out. And lures him in. And lures him in. You see him kissing the woman and then a old decrepit hand pops out and just grabs his hand and that's it or if you guys have seen cinema sins the power of boners ends this poor kid's life <laughs> don't bring the... up cinema sins <laughs> <laughs> as they would put this movie it's the power i don't want to see what cinema sins has the to power... say about the witch <laughs> this is what the power of boners has killed yeah. this kid since he cannot contain himself yeah. and he's been you know like i said lusting after sister and this is the only i guess you know situation where he can do that kind of thing that's not incestual. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, a few hours later, Thomason wakes up. The family is looking for Thomason and Caleb. Of course, yeah. they find Thomason. They cannot find Caleb. Especially yeah. Because it's dark now. Yeah. She basically stumbles her way back to um, the, house. the house. And the father is so joyed to see her, but they, yeah, they can't find the son. They're also and pissed, too. They lost their horse because they had two And days. the gun. Yeah. And the dog. They had two days till that horse's retirement, and it was paid off in full. So, <laughs> and they, they are isolated. They are a day's ride from yeah. civilization. No, it was, a civilization. Yeah, it was a day's ride. It's a two days walk. Well, so, yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah, so, um, that's another thing is once they lose the horse, you really feel the isolation kick in. Yeah, they they don't really have much of a choice. Yeah, of what to do at that point? And it really, the ca- I guess the cabin fever syndrome really puts in because yeah. they're all kind of at each other's throats at this point. Yeah, we did um, fail to mention one thing before um, that night and the following morning where they go out into the woods to look for food. Um, we do have a scene with the twins, um, the um, twin siblings, kind of heckling at our main character and Caleb. And Thomason just trying to scare the twins says, falsely accuses herself of being a witch. She she joking or she she jests as she says later that she is the witch and that if you don't keep your mouth shut, I'm gonna throw you and kill you like I killed Sam. Yeah. Probably not the best joke to make. Especially out in the middle of nowhere and, and you're, you know your dad's. Pro- probably not already when all this stuff's going on, yeah. but just to set that up, um, that the movie's kind of not hinting at, but just um putting that idea out there for the rest of the family that Thomason may be the witch. Yeah. Um, but, which plays into the part where Thomason's the only one to return after they come out of the woods. Which, and then it goes place in that part too because the same night, 
she is going to check for uh, the, goats. the goats, and when she comes out, she sees her brother Caleb naked, naked in the rain. Yeah, and he's like about to die almost. Yeah, he's delirious, and yeah, it goes from there to <laughs> bloodletting. Yeah, where, which, like I said, so much of this movie gets under my skin. But yeah, they're bloodletting their child as he's still in a coma, and. It deals more with, the, I guess, the family kind of going at each other's throats. Yeah, and they're kind of more or less talking about, we need to leave. We yeah. need to go. I'll sell whatever. Um, it's kind of admitted before they find Caleb that, hey, I took the silver cup. Uh, not, not, no, it's, is it there or it's, is it after that? So, uh, so they get Caleb back. You know, he's pretty much upstairs by himself. You know, they're doing their whole thing. Mm -hmm. He starts to have fits, and he starts to... Show signs of witchcraft, which then leads to the family praying. His jaws get locked. They cut it open. And well, they just try to pry his yeah, mouth open. but And he spits out a whole apple. Yeah. You think it's his tongue because of how he's clenching his mouth so shut, but it's a whole apple that falls to the floor once she gets his mouth open. Which then freaks out the twins because the twins knowingly, they think, uh, Thomason is the switch freak out and then start blaming her for what's happening to yeah her. they start blaming her and then the father tries to put an end to it and says let's all pray and the whole family starts praying and then the twins can't yeah they say they can't they can't remember it and then they fall to the floor and fits as well meanwhile the, the oldest son is still pretty much going nuts at this it, point it's probably one of the best child acting i've ever seen yeah ever I mean, it's um, it's weird it's kind of like unnerving to watch too it kind of gets under your skin is like how well he's pretending to yeah he's he he goes from just like screaming that his bowels are on fire and stuff to being overjoyed that he's gonna be one with god yeah and he's gonna die soon and it's yeah it's just the enthusiasm in his face and the yeah. acting like it just it's so hard to describe because the movie just sells it so well. Like, it just... Him screaming, Take me, Lord, take me. And as he peacefully falls asleep and dies. Yes, and then it, <laughs> it leads to then the mother fully on pretty much believing that Thomason is the witch. Yeah. Which Thomason runs out in kind of anger yeah. to then Will follows her. And then they have a confrontation where Thomason pretty much calls Will out on all of his shit. Yeah. And it is quite a bit of shit he has yeah. out on. She more or less brings up his pride and his hypocrisy about how, you know, you let me take all the blame for everything. Yeah, the you let me the take cup. the blame on the cup. You let me take the blame on Caleb being taken. Yeah, even though because you wouldn't fess up to Caleb and you went hunting. Yeah. That's how he went out into the woods. But you can't, you pretty much damned us out here because you all you're good at is cutting wood because he does cut wood quite a bit throughout the film and that seems like the only thing he's good at yeah. because he can't grow food and he can't yeah. hunt. So then pretty much she mocks him with that. He gets aggravated because she's pretty much attacking yeah. him, you know, in the sense of making fun of him and he gets mad. You know, she calls, Doesn't he like hit her too? I know he calls her a bitch and then throws her on the ground. I thought he hit her as well. No, that's later. Yeah. Later. That's a lot. That's quite later. Okay. But, um, no, I mean, at that point, the father's not against her so much but he can't trust he can't trust anyone and like the daughter tells him like look the twins have been communing with black philip they sing and they whisper in his ear they say the goat whispers back to the him. goat whispers back like the something's going on with those twins you need to be looking at them and the father really doesn't know who to trust 
So he locks them He all. locks all three of them up in a shed. With the goat. With the goat. And <laughs> that night, they, the children are kind of communing amongst themselves like, are you really a witch? They're like, no, are you? Yeah. And you're not really giving an answer. Yeah. And yeah, that was a pretty cool part because it kind of made both button played with your mind, I guess. Yeah, and while that's all going on, you just hear something. Yeah. And then something lands on the roof and rolls off the roof. Yeah, you don't know what it is, and then you see a woman suckling on a goat, goat and just maniacally laughs at the children as yeah, it's drenched in blood. They freak them the hell out. But while that's going on, it cuts to the mother, and she's in bed asleep with her husband. Of course, she wakes up, and it's a dream sequence. But you kind of don't, you kind of can't tell. Yeah. Because you see the silver cup that you know, of course, was her great uh, her father's. But then you also see Caleb and the baby. And it is a creepy-ass scene. Yeah. Because she's so excited to see them. And you can kind of tell it's the, the devil because he's offering her a book to sign. He's like, Mom, I have a book to show you. Yeah. what Caleb says. And she's like, she's like, one moment, let me feed your brother first. And so she opens her shirt to breastfeed. And, well, and then it cuts back to the creepy-ass witch maniacally laughing. And then it cuts, and while all the kids are freaking out, then it cuts back to the mom, and it shows her nipple being pretty much pecked by a crow. A crow is, yeah. And yeah. she's, like, hallucinating, and imagine it is her son. Yeah. <laughs> it's a creepy-ass scene, because she has this weird, demented smile, like, on, her smile face, on her face. Yeah. And she's laughing about it. So it's really messed up. And then we cut pretty much to the final morning with this family. Yeah. And, and I mean, William wakes up and goes outside to look. And he sees the shed destroyed and the goats slaughtered. The goats slaughtered. Twins missing. And Thomason's laying there, hands covered in blood. Yeah. And that's when the father kind of... Well, no, he doesn't. It was earlier, like you said. Because the goat immediately charges her. Yeah. And so, yeah. Sta- yeah the Black Philip charges and stabs Thomason around the gut. Thomason goes to grab an axe to attack Phil, but for some reason tosses it to the side. I don't understand why he did that. I don't know. He, um... I don't know if he was, like, trying to just... He, I think he, I think he almost accepted the futility of the things. Like, true. I think that was his only moment where because he... Because we did jump ahead because the night before he was cutting wood and he was pretty much begging for anything to happen. Oh, the best acted scene in the film. God besides damn. the kid, besides yeah. Caleb going nuts. No, like, the father it. and... It's right after the whole thing with him, after he walked his kids up in the shed. It's a little bit after, like an yeah, hour or two later. He's, he's pretty much crying. He's crying and begging the Lord to... Show him some sign of forgiveness or just anything to happen Because to he... This whole movie he's been saying, he's, God, is, God is testing us. Like, why he took Samuel. He's testing us. He's trying to lower us. So that God's love will be even greater now. Yeah. He's trying to make us more humble. Which, like we said earlier, and that they kind of talk about Bible stories, is even the wife says that she is like Job's wife. Yes. Yeah. And when, you know, if you don't know what that story is, pretty much, well, it was like a sultan or something. So it was no, like it's a, just a man. It's I just thought it was a, like a rich, it, powerful man. Uh, a, a sultan might be off, but he was yeah, rich. He was wealthy. And, and basically... He was tested. Yeah, God kept just like what killing his kids, taking his wife or family, yeah. pretty much leaving with nothing. And it was between him and Satan, and they were he testing, was still yeah. praising God. So yeah, it was pretty much like this story yeah. in a sense. But, but um, yeah, he's on the ground crying, begging for anything, and then he's like, "I'll even eat the dirt off." The I'll earth. lick the earth and to he make you happy. Shoves dirt in his mouth, and, and he's, he's just, just 
again, the acting is so damn good in this, because this guy's crying, and this character isn't morally always right, but... He, I, I think at this point he understands that his pride is the downfall, and yeah. the reason why his family is being yeah. torn apart. Like, even before that, like, when Thomason does hit, or when Thomason is hit by her father, yeah. he she's like, you can't hunt, you can't grow any yeah. freight grow anything all you do is chop wood that's when he gets pissed that's when he gets pissed and hits her but um back to the morning of he wakes up he's been stabbed by black phillips horns and he grabs the axe and he just just lets it down and he gets charged and dies yeah he gets charged into his giant wood pile that he's made metaphorically and, and then it kills him yeah then it leads to Thomason going to check on her father because, of course, she's kind of sad that her father just died. Yeah. Then her mother trying to kill her mm-hmm. because her mother is blaming her for every single thing that has happened. Yeah. Saying, you're the reason why our baby was taken. You're yep. the reason why Caleb's dead. And you killed your own father. And so, there's blood on your hands and she thinks it's the twins, yeah. which... It could have been. It might not have been. Yeah. I word that weird, but... Yeah. So then... The mother was on top of Thomason trying to strangle her. Thomason happens to grab, I think, a shear of the thing. Yeah, and, and she's begging her mom, please don't. And she's like, I love you, I love you, crying. It's so... She's crying like, I love you, while her mom is strangling she, her. And pretty and much calling her... I think she's like, like you, call her a bitch. You, she's <laughs> like, you teased your brother with your slutty looks. Yeah, it, then you teased your father, you filthy whore. It was just like, yeah. super... Like, at this point, the mother has already sold her soul to the devil. We don't see that scene, but she has... She's already corrupted, but it's just... I feel for everybody in this fucking but, movie. <laughs> then it's the saddest part is while Thomas is crying, you know, saying, trying to get her mom to stop, she kills her mom. On yeah. Accident. She accidentally she kills defense. her mom in, yeah, in self-defense, which then leaves our poor Thomason alone. alone. Completely alone. She just goes into her house, removes her bloody clothes, and, then, and just kind of sits there with a the blanket. And, and again, I, it's like... It's like being an astronaut. What are you going to do? And the best thing about that is, too, is after she kills her mom and gets up, there is no music. It is just silence. Yeah, she just sits in her chair, and you really get a sense of... She's alone. There's nobody. There's nothing. There's nothing for her. She can't escape. There's no food. She can't make it to the the fort. Even if she did, they're going to think something's wrong with her because her she's the only survivor of her family being killed. Yeah. So, and so she just wakes up to jingling. Yes. And I think is my favorite part of the entire film is she walks, I think it's into the shed. Yeah. After she, seeing She Black sees Phil. Black Phillip standing outside the shed and she hears the jingling in there. So she walks into there and knowing she has no options left, talks to Black Phillip and, and asks for help. And asks her him to answer her or anything. And right when she's starting to realize, oh, it's just a go. You just hear a whisper. Yeah, and it's it's a creepy ass whisper too. And it's like, what dost thou want? <laughs> yes. And of course, that is her deal with the devil. Is he asks her to look at his book, and of course, the book lays out in front of her. But we get this cool shot that's almost seamless, like you were saying. Is we see a blackened hoof stomp in front of it, and then a boot stomp right in front of the hoof, like the next stride of the yes. foot, switch from hoof to foot. foot. And then the the previous hoof turns and to the foot, and it looks amazing. <laughs> and I love the scene as well. Is Thomason's? Uh, he's like move your clothes. I think it's like move your shift shift. And she takes her clothes off because of, of course, it's I guess godly. I think it's like godly for us to not be to be yeah, clothed to not be new. That's why yeah, I'm, it's like reveal all your shame to yes. them in a way. And it's 
amazing because we don't fully see his face. You they see... keep it darkened, but you see like a glimpse of it. Yeah. And when you do catch it, it's just really like... You just see a mustache. Flesh. You see he's wearing a hat. Yeah. And while she's debating like to write her name in the book, you see his hand on her shoulder and you can hear the leather of the glove. Yeah, and he's whispering in her ears. He'll go from, when he's walking behind her, he's on the right side and he'll whisper in her ear yeah. and then he'll whisper in her left ear. And it was a really cool scene. I thought that was probably my favorite just yeah. because of how, like, I guess, well-kept they, you know, tried to hide him. Yeah. Because he's supposed to be, you know, what's the word? I'm trying to think. I can't remember. Oh, that's fine. But yeah, yeah, they're they're just doing, you know, trying so well just to keep him faceless. Yeah, and she, he's like, write your name in my book, and he's like, she's like, I can't write my name, and he's like, I'll guide thy hand. And then from there, we hard cut to her just walking out into the woods with Black Philip following behind her in goat form again. To then her joining a coven of witches who are chanting and pray praying over fire. And then one by one, they start levitating into the sky. And then we see our poor Thomas finally take her full steps into becoming yeah. a witch. And, and just taking laughing. Flight. Yep. Laughing and Taking being... flight with them. Yeah, and then the movie ends. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know what happens to her after that. We just know that she joins the coven. Yeah. Which is haunting in its own sense because now you don't know what happens to her. Yeah, I mean, she was just ultimately corrupted. She was, like, the most innocent person of, of them. So, she didn't have much of a choice in where they ended up. She was never asked. Because me and you were talking about, like I guess, the kind of symbolism they were going for it. Mm-hmm. About how she seemed like, I guess, the most innocent out of all the family. Because she's the only baptized kid that they have. That's true, too. Caleb and Sam and the twins aren't baptized. Yeah. When at the beginning of the film, when they get all get excommunicated, she doesn't want to leave. She wants to stay with the church. But she has she to leave. To, she has to leave with her family. There's one other scene where it, she kind of seems a little bit more, I guess, pure? It's just, to a... I mean, she doesn't really have any sin. Um, with Caleb, you show a little bit of sin with him and his lustfulness. Yeah. With the twins, they kind of hint that they sold their soul to Black Phil long fucking time ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, mother, the mother is very spiteful. It's just Thomason just is. I think it. I can't remember what the mother has because she. They say like she has like a sin in the sense of, oh, she's not praying for God. She's praying for herself. So she's she's you know yeah. self indulgent in the right. sense. Right. Yeah. And Thomason, she's just pure, and she's a victim of all of the circumstance and other people. And, yeah. And that's why, in a way, I guess he would, she was in a way more desirable. Why she's the one that lives. And well, yeah, we heaven. were talking about that because I mean. She is the purest one out of all of them. She doesn't seem to have any kind of sin, really, yeah. in regards to the family of being yeah. prideful or you know, self-indulgent. Yeah, and I, I've heard some reviews um, kind of say this movie's more about patriarchy um, oh. and things like that. I get, you can make that case. Yeah. I think it's there. You have the case to be made. But the problem with that case is I feel like it kind of diminishes the father a little bit because while he's an insanely flawed character, there's just something about all the characters in this film that... There's something to them. They're not just evil. The only person I could say is quote-unquote evil is the mom. But... Yeah, because at first... Sorry, evil's not the right word. But malevolent, maybe? Because, I mean, this is going to sound weird, but for the longest time, I had no clue why she was so hateful towards Thomas. I mean, even before the baby was born, she seemed to not care about the daughter. you you don't really see much about it. You don't really... And that's one fault, I guess I could say, with this film. You don't get too much of the family before the yeah. baby is missing. 
But if you think about it, like, you don't really see the mom mad until after the baby's gone. True. So then there's a baby gone, my cup got stolen, now all my children are gone, my the horse, the gun, everything is gone. And Thomason's always there. Yeah. Unscathed. She's, yeah, she's like, yeah, it's pretty much the wrong case, the wrong, yeah. yeah, wrong place, wrong time with her. Yeah. And yeah, she gets pretty much, everybody except her father turns at her, turns on her at one point. And then and eventually the father does too when he locks I, her. I in. think he turns necessarily because he doesn't know who to trust. I well, doesn't, not because he doesn't believe her, he's just yeah, like. Yeah, he, he never really feels like he, he hates his family. Yeah. He's just like, I don't know what to make of this, so I'm locking you all in here. Um, and yeah. Um, so what do you have to say, I guess, in regards to, before we go to the next review? Oh, <laughs> uh, God. So what do you have to say, I guess, in regards to The Witch? On the last day, I know we did it beforehand, but. Uh, I just, I, I think this movie is a masterclass. Like, it's just, I, I love so much about this film. It joins the trilogy of does. You have The Fly, The Thing, and now you got The Witch as the best horror films I've ever seen. These movies all get underneath my skin in a way another movie can't. Um, and it's just, like I said, the father's acting is so amazing. And so and is Caleb. And so is Caleb. Um, Thomason's fantastic in it as well. It's just... She never has, like, any, like, scene-stealing moments. She doesn't... That's the problem. She doesn't have those scene-stealing moments. I mean, aside from when the mom's choking her and she's saying, I love you yeah, and stuff. Yeah, no. um, And it's just such a shame this movie didn't. Do well in the box office. It, it, I mean, it was only $4 million to make, and it made yeah. forty, So it technically won. But yeah. it's just, like, I would have loved for this to seen a little bit more, like, Academy praise, but it's just not that kind of movie yeah. in the Academy, I would uh, say. I mean, my... Pretty much my opinions are the same thing. I really like this movie. The one thing we forgot to mention is some of these shots in this film are downright beautiful. Yeah. I did mention one with Kale running through the woods. The mom in the grave? Oh, yes. Uh, so, like I said, the scene where Caleb is running through the yeah. woods, and it looks like the woods is encroaching on him pretty much and just trapping him in. There's a scene where the, after they bury Caleb, the mom gets in there with him and is holding him. And you get, like, a shot over the father's shoulder looking of down. Of her looking at him. Yeah, it's a wonderful... In the very beginning of the film, after they leave, it's them at a campfire at night, and they're just off into the corner of the screen, and it is just wonderful looking. So there is... Yeah. Some of the camera work and some of how they have the shots set up are just beautiful in their own right. Yeah. And, and Luke has been looking up Rotten Tomato reviews to give kind of an example of how kind of split down the middle of this yeah. is. Yeah. Um, if you want, um, we can go over this. Um, this movie was insanely divisive. Um, like I said, when a movie was over, somebody audibly in the theater was like, I'm never letting you pick a movie again. Yeah. Um, people were snickering during this film. Um, they didn't get it. Um, I feel like this type of horror is lost. I've heard people, like, even when The Exorcist is shown now, people laugh at it. Yeah. And they don't really find it horrifying, which is a shame. I mean, you like what you like, but it's just a shame. But, what is it? Joanra S. says, Did you even wa- Did you even what the movie? What the F? 0.000000% shitty writing, spelled with an R, not with a W, shitty directing, without a space in between, Comma, everything is wrong, spelled with an H, W-H-R-O-N-G. Disappointed, spelled incorrectly. That that earned it a half star. <laughs> so we're not going to make fun of these people, we're just giving their... I'm not making fun, fun of them, them. I'm we're, just saying. This they is the comments they, they left writing. on the <laughs> uh, Rotten Tomatoes website. And a lot of people found it boring, but from you'll go from like 0% 
to, like, this movie is a masterpiece. This is five stars. I've never seen a movie quite like it. This is the best horror film I've ever seen. People saying, oh, this is an out-of-body experience, unlike any other art horror out there. Uh, give a good one. Uh, somebody from Ghost. We gave the name of somebody. Oh, sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> that, that, that was uh, Sarek A. said okay. that. Uh, or, sorry, no, he did not. Oscar L. said that. I okay. apologize. There, now we got... Do you, do you want yeah. another meanie? Uh, no. <laughs> another meanie. So, yeah, so you can see how pretty much divisive this film is among people. Some hate, love it, some hate it. I think we both pretty much love this film. I think it's a really good film. This might be something I'd throw on at like Halloween time. Even I guess yeah. the subject matter as well. Yeah, it's it's a movie. I, I was curious to see how you would feel about it, um, just because it, it is different. And I like Soulburn horror, uh, Soulburn horror as much as I like you know mm-hmm. fast paced like in your face horror like <laughs> Evil Dead. But you know, yeah, it just kind of depends on the mood I'm in, I guess. Because there's sometimes I'd rather not watch Evil Dead. I'd rather watch something like The Fog, where it takes like a long time for anything to really get going. Yeah, yeah, it's it's nice seeing um, um, material like this approached so seriously. Yeah, that's what I really like about it. It doesn't really make jokes about it. It just it treats everything so seriously and authentically, and it's just the mark of a great filmmaker is like it's just presented extremely well. Uh, So. I think with all that being said, we're good with this one. We want to move over to uh, the Predator. Yeah, let's let's move over to the Predator. All right. Let's, God damn it, I don't want to move over. All right. The Predator 2018 is one of the worst films I've ever seen. It is possibly one of the dumbest major franchise films I've ever seen on the big screen. I looked around while watching this film to see if Ashton Kutcher was there and seeing if I was being punked. I truly couldn't believe that autism was treated as a superpower, that the Predators wanted autism, and then in fact, that was the whole damn plot of the third act of them wanting to genetically inject (laughs) autism into their brain to weaponize it. I have never, ever seen a movie so destroying its own lore. I was astonished. It injects... Global warming into the mix as well? Chris, what did you think of The Predator 2018? Oh, God. All right, so first off, disclaimer, we're not going to be making fun of autistic people. That's not what you, I meant. In case you guys got that from his... They have superpowers, according to the film. <laughs> so, yes. The Predator 2018 was directed by Shane Black. If Which you, guys, you thought would be a good song. Yes. For those of you who don't know, Shane Black actually was in the original Predator film. He played Hawkins, and he also kind of wrote on the script to kind of tighten it up. Yeah, he tightened it up. Script rewrites. So, you would think... He would do a lot better <laughs> making his own damn film. Yeah. But apparently not. This movie is uh, content with having a shit-looking grin on its face <laughs> and making jokes at everything, including subverting references from the original. Like, instead of get to the chopper, it's get to the chopper, but this time they be motorcycles. But also, lot. it's not the right chopper, so the joke makes no sense, because the chopper motorcycle isn't what they ride. They also mess up on quotes. Instead of, you ugly motherfucker, they call it a beautiful motherfucker. There's, uh... Oh, shit. They, okay, they do a reference... Uh, we're getting way too ahead, but I don't last, think, last one, last one. They, okay, they, they didn't have the script written well, why do we have to write this well when we complain about it? So, they... They make a joke, which I think was fine. I don't think the joke was fine. But originally, the Predator, the original film with Arnold, <laughs> was going to be called The Hunter. So in this film, they make like a little reference to it and being like, 
Well, like, you it's can't a, call it a predator. Yeah, they're like, oh, it's the predator. She's like, well, uh, this female scientist who works with him, she's like, why do you call it the predator? It's more of a hunter if it hunts for, you know, fun and sport. And the main scientist was like, well, we took He's a vote. He's not a scientist. Don't call him that. <laughs> Don't call it that. <laughs> He's like, we all took a vote. The predator sounds better. Everybody agree? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fuck badass. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. So, so the film opens up with, uh, God damn it. Do you need to? The, yeah, let's... let's, let's <laughs> Do you need let's, to? Let's, let's go. Fucking plot my plot. No restraint on spoilers for this movie, because fuck me, you shouldn't have watched this movie. Anyways, film opens up with Guardians of the Galaxy 3 in the background. Guardians of the Galaxy go through a wormhole, and Predator crashes on this planet. So, yeah, two Predator ships fighting each other. One opens the wormhole, goes out. The other Predator ship's like, fuck that, I'm just going to sit here for however And then long. I laughed, even when we watched it the second time, it's like the Predator. Like it just does the title yeah. after the ship crashes. It's like this is the movie. So the Predator crash lands on Earth in the middle of San Mexico because apparently it's pine woods and palm trees, whatever. And it interrupts a mission by hostage a mission, or hostage or mission because that was in the first film by our special sniper unit class badass guy from. Lo- if you ever watched Logan, it's the bad guy in Logan. I don't know what his fucking name is. So he sees the Predator ship crash, runs over to it. Apparently the Predator took his shit off while he got in the escape pod. So the helmet, the gauntlets, something else. He had to take a shit, so he took off all of his (laughs) stuff. Just so conveniently, conveniently, which should be the tagline of this film. Just so he can conveniently find all this stuff and put it on his left wrist, the gauntlet. So, yeah, he grabs all this Predator gear, throws it in a backpack, except for the gauntlet he puts on his left wrist, as Luke's making a point, because they fuck up in the filming. So as soon as the Predator shows uh, up. we gotta get there. Okay, go ahead. His go ahead. teammate runs up on him. He's like, what is all this shit? He's like, I don't know. It's not from here. And then they see a body drop. Of course, it's n- it should be skinned. Apparently, this Predator's like half-assed as a job because it's not skinned. They turn around and look, and for some fucking reason, the Predator uncloaks himself. They're like, hey, and cloaks himself back yeah. and runs off. Well, what Luke is going on about, Luke, you can explain. Okay, well, when they cut back to our, our hero, he pulls his gun out to shoot the Predator, and the goddamn gauntlet is on his right hand, <laughs> and then it cuts back to the next scene, and it's back on his left hand. Yes. They couldn't even bother the continuity in this film unless, which is the only thing I can think of, is they mirrored the shot, <laughs> which... I don't know, but no. so they knock the predator out because yes. the gauntlet fires on its own. Yes, so they change the predator gear and this apparently it's uh, instinct prone. So if you so it's pretty much what they're saying if you are attacked or under duress, the gauntlet or helmet will pretty much activate on its own. So the predator is just walking towards this man. Apparently the gauntlet's like, oh, it's a threat, and shoots shit at yeah, the predator. Apparently the predators aren't predators. They're just lucky because they wear armor that does everything for them. And you know what another thing is really pisses me off about that? Once the gauntlet, you know, kind of be linked what? to his, like... No, no. The gauntlet shares no loyalty. <laughs> I'm just saying. The gauntlet shares no like, loyalty. Like, wouldn't the gauntlet be like, no. wait a minute, that's my maker. I'm not going to shoot shit at it. But no, no it shoots. Pissed. Yeah, it just... He left him in the escape pod. <laughs> yeah. He don't give a shit. Whatever. Find his keepers, I guess. So, yeah, so it shoots it, knocks the predator out, slides the body in half, and the body drains blood onto the predator, because, you know, when he half has... okay, real veal shot, yeah. I guess. And then you see its cartoony Disney yeah, it eyes has, open. Its four Whitaker eyes look on our and man. CGI eyes. Yes, he wakes up and leaves. To then cut to the next day, where he is walking to a bar in Mexico and pretty much threatens everybody in the bar with a gun. 
because mm-hmm. he doesn't want anybody to borrow him, uh, mess with him. Goes to the bartender and trusts this bartender completely by giving him 20 bucks and says, mail all my shit to a P.O. box. Well, no, you're missing it. They're like, you have a gun. Why should I find that threatening? And then he activates uh, the space ball, oh, yes, which so- makes you invisible, which it shoots out of the gauntlet. So apparently the Predator can go invisible without the gauntlet somehow. Remember? I yes, talked about no. so, so he apparently he can go invisible without the gauntlet. But I guess he's wearing one of them, so I guess you have invisibility on both gauntlets. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so, because so, when he's caught, he's wearing... Yeah. But anyways... But that sounds redundant. Like, yeah. Like, I have two gauntlets. They both have the cloaking ability in them. Yeah, that, that is stupid. Like, when I'm walking with my Sony Walkman, because I'm 90 years old, I have two <laughs> Sony Walkmans. Case. Just in case one breaks. But anyway, so instead he gives all of his gear except the invisible ball to this man. And the sends man it to his post box. Knocks. But so here's the question I have to ask. If you're gonna send the helmet and the gauntlet and you're planning on getting arrested anyways, why not send the fucking invisible ball? Well, he puts it in tequila hey, and whoa, drinks whoa, it. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> he wants to escape and that'll help him escape. When? He doesn't escape. No, he doesn't even remember it until his stomach literally we're, growls we're getting ahead. literally growls we're getting ahead well, i'm just saying yeah. this serves no purpose yeah so he drinks this alien technology which could have killed him anyways if you think about it he didn't know if that, you don't shit, know if that alloy i mean what? he could have been radioactive he's just like fuck it i'll drink yeah. it and he drinks it down with tequila gets captured yeah and then they do some bullshit interrogation premise mm. while that's going they're on, trying to make him a patsy yeah. blah 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 and while that's going on we get a, a disney channel show going on at the other corner so, oh my god so then so he's in the interrogation that cuts to a school and we see a kid and we see our main character's child Ameri- yeah our main character's child who has autism if you're trying to figure out what the hell we were talking about in the beginning of this well <sighs> bone and skull from power rangers are <laughs> they're, they're like do it man pull, pull yeah, the they're, fire they're alarm. like fucking around in the hallways and they pull a fire alarm so the fire so you know everybody evacuates and this teacher leaves and doesn't even grab the he, fucking He evacuates kid. everyone else. He evacuates else. he's like, let, fuck the kid with autism. the kid that's holding his ears <laughs> and is in pain. So we get the best the best line in this entire, I think one of the best lines. The two bullies walk into this walk into this classroom, push the kid on the ground and be like... No, no, so, no. They don't even say that yet. Oh. Because the kid's there crying and covering oh. his ears. He's like, I'm hungry. <laughs> oh, yeah. And they say the best line. Go ahead, Chris. Uh, so, I'm hungry. You smell that? What? Asperger's. Yes. <laughs> and but, then they're like, yeah, it's juicy Asperger's. And I'll be honest. <laughs> I I looked around in the theater at that moment because I'm like, what am this- I watching? I saw this in theaters with my dad. I saw Lo- Love him. Happy yeah. Father's Day. Yeah. But I hated this movie, but my dad liked it. So, so for I, whatever I reason, wasn't being mean during it. So for it. whatever reason, we actually just rewatched this when we were going on about it. But yes, the juicy Asperger's. I don't know why he thought that was a cool like line to throw out there. To say I'm hungry for Aspergers. It's so dumb that I didn't even get it. <laughs> I mean, I even get the damn joke for <laughs> the longest time. It to you. I was like, oh god, that's what they meant. Because I was like, why the fuck? Like, are they gonna? I was like, oh, they're gonna beat his ass. That's why they're gonna call it Aspergers. I think I. It was so dumb. I couldn't even. I couldn't oh, even. Oh god. So, yes, our kid with Asperger's gets beaten up, and then it cuts to him going at home. He gets home from school, and this postman... Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. you forgot. You forgot to show off our, our hero's special ability. 
his X-Men power. He can put all the chess pieces back together. Oh yeah, yeah. So no, after he gets beat up, son, yeah. after he gets beat up, I guess they're playing chess in the class. Where he gets up and he puts chess, uh, pe- all the chess pieces back on the board where they were. Yeah, showing he is a mega genius. So then, yeah, then he leaves, goes to school or goes home. Then post office or a postman for some reason drops off his father's package because he was late on the bills. I mean, wanted to just take it back to the post office, but fuck it, whatever. Uh, so the kid takes the box. Yeah, you know, if you weren't paying your bills, you don't think you would continue sending it. True. Like you think it would be sitting at the post office, but anyway, the post office guy's like, "Hey, what does your dad do?" He's like. Oh, he defends our freedom, so people like you can be mailman. And you're <laughs> like, like and you're like, wow, this kid's a prick. <laughs> like the guy just looks at him like, oh, okay, go so, fuck yourself, kid. So the kid opens the box. What do you know? It's the fucking mask and the gauntlet from before. Yeah. So, which hey, but I mean that sounds uh, like a better costume than what the mom wanted him to wear. Yeah. Oh yeah, because it's close to Halloween, so the kid needs to dress up and. <laughs> Like, I'm getting so confused. Anyway, fuck that, fuck that plot point. Anyway, so he fucks around with all this gear, and then it cuts to our third character, which is apparently... Mega Predator. Uh, no, 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 no. No, not Mega the, Predator? The Stargazer. So it was this woman who... Is, is, well, we've already explained the... Oh, the shitty joke, yeah. So a woman who likes to... What, she like looks for aliens or something like that? No, she's asked, like, I heard you like... Star... Oh, yeah, Stargazer. Oh, you, you gotta pause it. You like the movie. Oh, yeah. I heard you like... Stargazing. Oh, yeah. There you go. So she gets taken. I don't even know what her name was. I think it's like Annie or something. Doctor. Doctor Annie. Doctor Scientist. Yeah, Doctor. So Doctor Scientist gets taken to this facility where they have the Predator from the beginning of the film. Oh, you forgot. How does she get to there? Oh, yeah. They land on like this Avengers type dam and then they say a shit ass joke where this guy's sitting and he's like, oh, because it's like an elevator and it's going down. He's like, you might be thinking, am I crazy or is the room stretching? And then you go. Remember the haunted house ride? Remember it? <laughs> yeah. So, it opens up, she's in this big-ass laboratory with the Predator from the beginning of the film, and it shows callbacks to AVP and all the other Predator films. Yay. Like, a short scene. Anyways, they go in there, they do the shitty Predator joke, which we mentioned, and then they're trying to figure out why the Predator has human DNA in it. And our main character so eloquently says, I get it, guys, you want to know who fucked a Predator. Yep. Yes, no professionalism about it. Just be like, yep, yeah, I'm fucked. Well, it. they tried that route, but Shane Black and his ass-looking grin, they had to be <laughs> like, oh, but we need to make a joke about it. Yes. So then, from there, we cut. It's kind of weird how we're saying cut a lot because it just fucking. It, the scene's like going, then it just. It was edited stops. by Salvador Dali. It just stops right in the middle and goes somewhere else. And they're like, I'm bored with that. Next scene. Where we see our main character interview, uh, introduced to Great Value Suicide Squad. <laughs> That's, I like that. Oh, God damn it. And so you want to. Showcase our characters. Yeah, so Who, who's part of the Kmart Suicide Squad? So we got our scout sniper who's seen an alien. We got our lucky douchebag who's Peel from K and Peel or mm-hmm. Key and Peel. He's 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 uh, accidentally shot his own men, but he loves telling jokes now. And they're shitty jokes. And then we have our cool guy, what was it, like Nebraska, who apparently can't kill himself right because he shot himself in the head but missed somehow. What's his real name? Gaylord. <laughs> That's what they call him. Yeah. So we got him, and then we got a... Well, he got in trouble for shooting his CO. That's all you know. And then later you we find out, out he... Tried to shoot himself, and he missed. I, he very much did. I don't know how you missed that shot, but he missed, <laughs> he missed it. Life found a way. And we get a guy with threats, so we get stupid-ass lines throughout the film. 
Yeah, like, fuck me like an aardvark. <laughs> fuck me in the face like an aardvark. Yeah, that's that one. Or uh, eat your pussy. Yeah, we, we'll get into that one. Uh, there's a guy that does shitty magic tricks, so apparently he... he, <laughs> he <laughs> it's such he, a weird minor trait. <laughs> he apparently uh, auditioned for the wrong fucking movie. He thought this was Now You See Me, but apparently <laughs> that's what he thought he was going in for. And then we get... Well, on, he got confused yeah. because the predator can cloak. Yeah. And he's like, now you see the predator. <laughs> he got confused. That's he what read, it was. He read it wrong. And then we get our last one, the generic uh, guy who's crazy because he thinks the world's going in. The end. Mm-hmm. And he's sprouting Bible verses. So, of course, we get... That's the fucking group we get stuck with for the rest mm-hmm. of the movie. Well, of course, they think our main character... He's the crazy one. Yeah, we... we uh, our... I don't fucking know his name. So, Scout Sniper. <laughs> they think he's nuts because he's seen an alien. We just call him badass. That's yes. what he is. So, in the world of plot convenience, they end up at the same fucking location Dr. Stargazer's at. Where the predator is being uh, is escaping, yeah, and they realize, oh shit, scout sniper is correct. Yeah. Oh god. And then hilarity ensues. They run. Oh no, chase, we forgot the we, we forgot the biggest plot conven- uh, the biggest plot convenience. Oh god. The hold on, hold on, hold on. I <laughs> I want this one. I want this one. So the predator wakes up. You gotta start. The predator that. wakes up and eviscerates everyone in the room. Now. Later in the movie, it'll be revealed that this predator came to Earth to save save humanity. So anyway, the predator wakes up and murders everyone in the room. Murdering, biting their limbs off, throwing them against walls. Throat slashing. Throat slashing everyone. He is here to save us and (laughs) offer us a gift that humanity needs to survive. So he continues killing people. Then he busts out a helmet that was in a case from Nine, the, like nineteen. I think it's the original Predator mask. One of the original Predator masks. He puts that mask on and somehow can type into the Wi-Fi of his old his uh, his mask his mask that the son has, and he can see what that helmet sees, and that helmet. Just so happens to be seeing a report card or something that says the son's name and the son's school on it. So that predator then can figure out where his son lives and go there. It also translates our language into his language. For so his he... convenience. <laughs> which, again, convenience. So so we got a pissed off predator who then goes to try to murder the little Why team. would he be pissed? He's here to save humanity. Yeah, I don't know. Fuck it. He's murdering everybody. He's, he's, he's here to help us, but don't touch his shit, I guess is the moral. It's like, I gave you guys some shit, but you My question mine. is, what the fuck do you think is going to happen when he landed on Earth? And he thought Nick would be like, hey, I, I mean. He's, he was just going to run up to the president <laughs> with his knives out. Like, I'm here to save you. <laughs> he's going to murder all the security. That's the dumbest thing, too. Is Because that, the movie was notoriously reshot. The movie ending was reshot oh, because there was going to be a subplot where predators, there were good ones and they were he- held in Area 52 or whatever. Yeah. And then later the predators were going to ride around in APCs with our heroes. I mean, that would been cool. I've seen the production photos. But, fuck me. Anyways, so they're escaping. Of course, we get the shitty get to the chopper line as our predator evades capture. Yeah. And runs off. Our, our doctor scientist shoots herself in the foot. With a train guard. And Scout Sniper and Doctor Scientist ride off with their loony bins. Off to not anywhere in particular, but a hotel surrounded by people to stop and fucking chill. Yes, one I think is smoking weed and they're just kind of yeah, fucking powwowing out there. After after they even say, hey, we're fugi- uh, fugitives. Yeah. They, they yeah. party. And... Mm. 
Oh, God. So our little Timmy goes out for Halloween, because it's Halloween night. Wearing the Predator mask. Wearing the Predator mask. And the gauntlet. And the gauntlet. And gets hit in the back of the head. Well, no, there's actually a genuinely good moment. Oh. There's a slight good moment. uh, One of my favorite little Easter eggs in this film. There's not many. Um, Is that while um, our uh, hero's kid is walking, little Timmy's walking through the streets... You see someone dressed up as the original version of the Predator, which Jean Claude Van Damme was dressed as. So that's a really cool real reference. Meanwhile, into hating this film, <laughs> we took a brief pause. Uh, so the kid goes up to this trashy ghetto ass looking to house to run away from Asperger years, yes. and he knocks on the door. Nobody answers. So he's walking away, and Kevin, the you know a douchebag named Kevin, comes out and throws a tin can. Now, what does he say? Oh, here's your fucking trick-or-treat kid or something like that. Yeah, here's your fucking treat. And he throws his beer can at this poor kid's head, smacks him in the back of the head, so the Predator helmet's like, fuck you, dude, and blows up his house. Yeah. It shoots him, it goes through his chest, which I thought was just the end of it. Apparently it's not. It's supposed to detonate the fucking house. It blows up the house. It blows up his house. You'll notice, though, that a fire alarm sent the kid to freak out. Not that explosion. So then it scares the kid. So it scares the two bullies. They run off. And the kid, instead of keeping the mask with them, just drops it in the middle Whatever. of the fucking street. Whatever. Like it's nothing. Bored. So then it cuts to our uh, scout sniper and Dr. Stur- uh, whatever and our loony bin driving to go to the school to pick up this kid. And I'm, I'm, You know what? I'm so glad you skipped over a good 15, 20 minutes of the yeah, film. Fuck or whatever. Good. Uh, <laughs> so... It, on, you hear the police scanner, and they're calm as can be. Is like, hey, a 10, 12-year-old kid just blew up a house he's seen in front of a car. Not like, holy fucking shit, this yeah. kid just blew up a house. Yeah, we last saw that kid walking that way. Walking, <laughs> then why don't you have him? Yeah. <laughs> they're just like, yeah, they're so calm about him blowing up a house. Yeah. Uh, so then we get the Predator Dogs, which I guess is what I skipped over. No, you skipped over the whole thing at the parents' house. Oh, yeah, whatever. And the rousing speech. Uh, and, or the hotel stuff. Yeah, whatever. Remember the hotel Talk. stuff where he says, she's your pushy? No, <laughs> yeah. The just filler moments. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, they're it's at the, this movie. Yeah. So they get there to the school. There's a fight, in quotations, against the predator dogs. One gets blown up by Did a grenade. Can we even talk about how super predators here now? Not yet. And the other dog gets lobotomized, so he becomes stupid. Yeah. And then it just waddles off. Yeah, so. Super Predator brought him to this planet, and also our little Timmy can control the Predator ship with the oh, other yeah. Predator's gauntlet. Oh, somehow. yeah, I <laughs> plot convenience. I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, more plot convenience. So we get the cool scene of them running. Uh, the only cool scene, I think, through the entire film, and it was ruined in the trailers, is they're running through the building, and they see a Predator chasing them, and they are, they're confused because the one that's... Or the original one is behind them. That's here to save us. So the original one that's here to save us pins up Scout Sniper up against the wall. You're going to kill him. He's like, where's my shit? To see a hand fly through the window, grab the Savior Predator by the throat, and then slam him on a car. That's the only cool scene in the entire movie, I think. And punches his head off. Yeah, and punches his head off. And apparently grows an exoskeleton, which we didn't see, but they felt the need to well, share it with they, us. Well, they had to... Olivia Munn had to say it because no one in the audience saw it. Yeah. So they're like, oh, it grew a galaxy exoskeleton. So we get the Shaquille O'Neal of Predators pretty much beating the shit out of yeah. the normal Predator. Because he's like eight foot two. And again, it's CGI. Yeah, it doesn't it's... look good. Um, but... So they run off because... Mm-hmm. They run off, and the predator realizes the super predator realizes, oh shit, they still have savior predator stuff. So they go yeah. to kill him, or they go 
Well, away from him while the government is tracking them down and all this meanwhile, bullshit. Meanwhile, the government has the the mom and the wife held, and then Super Predator shows up there to kick ass and chew bubblegum. To kick ass and find out clues that the son might have left. Just so happens he made a drawing. A drawing that apparently the Predator can read, um, and it's to scale of where the ship landed. That Savior Predator Oh, fuck, we forgot about that, too. So the kid puts on the Predator mask and is able to see all that Predator's culture and history. Just by putting it on. Just by putting it on. Not by pressing a button. Nope, he just puts it on up to his face. He sees that Predators are injecting themselves with stuff. It's human DNA. With inferior species, apparently, because why would you kill an animal? Yeah, you find out that Predators really aren't hunters. They're here to challenge people, and the people that are the strongest inject them into your bloody body no so what happens is so they so they come like they go to a planet they'll kill a creature they'll take the best traits from that and put it into themselves which answers the question okay if you're able to kill it why would you take it well it's just like the fly jeff goldblum stepped on a fly and he's like i conquered you now i'm gonna mix you into my bloodstream which i would have to say the only reason that would sound smart is like when you talk about if they were like to kill dutch or Donnie, uh, Donald Glover's your Danny, Danny Glover's Danny, I said Danny, Danny, Danny Glover's character from Predator. But now they they toss him a pistol and say, "Good luck, man." Yeah, or, or they blow up and try to kill him, or in like the Predators when it's Adrian Brody and whatever yeah, Rodriguez. It makes no sense. It's so hackneyed. It's ridiculous. They're like, no. Every time they ripped out their skulls, they were wanting their blood marrow so they could fuse. Yeah. And also, they're here because global warming is going to kill all of us. Yeah. So they get to the farm, <laughs> and the government finds our Suicide Squad at the farm. At the farm, mm-hmm. they get captured, of course, and then leads to main bad guy talking to Doctor Scientist about how remember when the Twinkies went out, nobody gave a shit until they were leaving, and then we're like, oh man, we gotta grab all the Twinkies. Same deal with us. Predators, perfect analogy. Predators don't give a shit about us, but now they're realizing the climate change is happening, and we're gonna be dead in like two a generations. Gen- a generation. A generation to two generations, so. It's pretty quick. Why not snap this all up in that time frame? Yep, so this this movie isn't only a alien film, it's also an environmental film. Mm-hmm. It's a political statement. Yes, it's a political statement. So, um, we need to stop polluting so predators will not come to Earth and harvest us for... Yeah, that's that really puts a force. price tag on it. <laughs> um, so... Uh, snipe, Scout Sniper says a shitty one-liner, kills two people, which this is the one thing that pisses me off, is and they're in a barn, and the Scout Sniper is at one end of the barn, and his best friend Nebraska's in a hallway. Okay, you're... You dig? So, Scout Sniper kills these two men while Nebraska is being chained up by this one guy who can see that where they're at. Doesn't go that way to be like, yeah. hey, you guys need some help? No. So, Scout Sniper gets freed, kills both of them. A grenade goes off some fucking other place <laughs> in the building. That's the only thing that sets this guy off to go, fuck, what's going on? He gets killed. They leave. They're about, and main bad guy takes little Timmy away. And then it goes to the goddamn worst joke of this whole fucking movie. And they're getting ready to leave, and all of a sudden you hear, Whoa! and Scout Sniper goes and takes his shit. And then he gets his ball. <laughs> yeah, he gets his little ball from the beginning of the movie. Yeah, he'd forgotten about it. Yes, so. and it's not even, it's not like hidden, it's, they pause and you hear, Whoa! You missed the, one of my favorite jokes in the film. What? It's like when the, the soldiers are like, man, this whole situation's retarded. <laughs> the soldier's like, hey, don't say retarded. The dude's kid's retarded. <laughs> yeah. They make fun of the kid with Asperger's. 
Oh, what does the dad? What does the kid say to his dad? He's like, "I'm sorry, I'm not what you wanted me to be." Oh yeah. And the, the dad's, dad's like, like, "That's okay. When I was your age, I wasn't what I wanted to be either." It's <laughs> like, "Thanks, dad." <laughs> so then we get to the main confrontation, which which is our shitty Suicide Squad versus the government versus the super predator which has is inside the ship which yeah, the government's trying to get inside which has the MacGuffin and the, the predator the remembered then about. puts on speakerphone for everybody to hear and is able to translate it that McKenna uh, he wants that the planet is doomed and they're all weak species and that little Timmy has no sub- no, no 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 you're gonna spoil it for your audience oh. it's like there is only one true warrior among you oh yes McKenna our main character's last name he shall be your leader. I'll give you a five-minute head start. Get running. And he and everybody's like, oh, shit, it's our scout sniper man. No, it's his little kid. Because... He has autism. Because autism is the next evolutionary step, and it makes you a superhero, which, which what the film tells we'll us. We will talk about that in the ending, because the ending pisses me off. Anyways, which then leads to our only cool hunting scene with the... Government. I disagree. And, uh, it's, the, <laughs> it's the closest thing they got. It's the government and our shitty suicide squad teaming up to try to hunt this predator in the dark fucking forest. We'll because do. it was reshot. Yes. So our main bad guy has the plasma caster on his shoulder, and they set it up earlier to be like, hey, watch out for, you know, that thing's dangerous. He doesn't believe him, whatever. And apparently the plasma caster, of course, is, you know, connected head movement and is able to shoot that way. So the dumbass looks to the right and the cannon points to his head. And he says, fire! And it fucking blows. It doesn't. It auto-fires. Oh, it auto-fires. Because remember, the tech oh, yeah. acts on its own. So it blows his own head off, and if you blink, you would miss that character's death. Yep. It's never addressed again. Mm. He's gone. Yeah, like so. that. And then, uh, part of Key and Peele dies with his Tourette's friend. because Well, they're both thrown on... Spikes. No, they're thrown on like a branch stabs them. Oh, a branch stabs Peel and something impales his buddy with Therese. The Punisher. The Punisher, and they're like... Okay, let's both shoot each other now. Yeah, they're like, we're both not going to make it out because they're buddies from when one of them shot the other's squad or whatever. Which I would can't. make everyone fast friends. Yeah, so they, they point at each other and they try to be sad with it and they shoot each other and you're like, okay, two, two oh, down. That was weird. All right, two down. So then it cuts to the Predator ship taking off. The Super Predator ship. And it's the dumbest. So we got Nebraska, crazy Bible thumper guy, and Scout Sniper on this ship. Yeah. So, oh my god. The shield the starts, shield starts coming up, and Scout Sniper yells, Everybody, lay down so we're underneath the shield. Him and Nebraska do it. No, no, no. No, it's, Nebraska jumps. No, yeah, Nebraska. So Scout Sniper lays down, Nebraska jumps. And crazy Bible thumper guy is like, what'd you say? And the ship cuts him in half, and he flies yeah. off the ship. Well, they're getting ready to go into orbit, and Nebraska... They, they can't think of anything else to do to get the ship to go to crash land. So, Nebraska's got a, fu- a bandolier of grenades, and instead of going, I'll toss them in there. No. He, not, not Nebraska style. <laughs> he's got to shoot the... No. He's got to ju- run he swam, and jump yeah, he sw- while shooting his gun at the engine and throws himself into the engine. <laughs> he swan dives into the fucking engine and blows it up, confusing the shit out of the Predator inside of it. So yeah. the ship crash lands, they have their fight, and it's really just... The, Awful. Yeah, it's boring, and the dog predator that got lobotomized earlier 
he comes and barfs up a super weapon and main character uses super weapon kills the predator in the end yep pretty much that is the end of the film then it cuts to like what three three months five months later yeah where apparently uh little timmy is in charge of national security <laughs> he's got his own little computer at the area 51 yes and they found the MacGuffin, which is what Savior Predator was trying to kill, or sorry, ooh, kill us. Hmm. Try, try to give us yes. in between killing us, and so they get it open, and it's just a, a gun that shoots a Predator suit onto a It's Iron person. Predator. It turns into Iron Predator, yes. and then the main character says, well, I hope it comes in a 32 long, because that's my suit. Yeah, and it cuts to black. Yeah, so uh, Scout Sniper's been upgraded to Brigadier General, and his son, yes, is in charge, 11-year-old, is in charge of national security for whatever reason. Because he's a super genius. I don't think we ever figure out, I don't think they ever talk about what happens to Stargazer. No, you mean you just got his head blown off. No, 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 I'm talking about the scientist, Dr. Scientist. Isn't she there? I don't think so. Okay. I don't think she's there. Yeah, so the movie... We, we stopped the movie at 50 minutes. Uh, but we, we both remember how shitty this movie is, though. Yeah. But yes, Iron Predator is at the end of the film, and it's leading up to Us versus the Predators, which I hope never gets fucking It's made. never made made. This movie bombed, and it was deserving. So what pisses me off with the kid with autism, not because he has autism, but because there is... <laughs> Thank you. Your, your fans <laughs> were wondering. Your fans were desperately waiting for that. Thank you. That was so brave of you to say. So brave. They have a department in this like, fucking facility that we were at earlier. And they're like, we have never been able to decode this predator language. They have like 30 of the greatest minds working on it. And at home, it's fucking little Timmy like writing shit down and able to decode the predator yeah. language within an hour and a half. And you're like, what the fuck? He insults it instantly. Yeah. And the thing is, is the excuse of why he was playing with it is because the mom, fucking the main bad guy, was like, thought it was a car- who thought it was a video game? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? Did you know what um, originally it was going to be I, before it was um, uh, an Iron Predator suit? What? There was multiple different versions of it. One, it was Ripley. What? Yeah, that was one of the endings. It was going to be Ripley? It was Ripley in there. That wouldn't make any sense, though. No. Like at all? No. But then the other thing, which they said they wanted Arnold for a cameo. That's what I heard. That's I, That would have been cool. I mean... What I heard originally, it was going to be um, like a special group, like it was in this one. But it was going to be like they got... Dutch was making a team. Yeah. Was part, he was part of like a group or whatever. And then, you know, of course, we're getting mm-hmm. Predator contact. But we were going to follow a character that was in Dutch's group. So Dutch was, he was, Arnold was going to be in the movie as like a main character. We're going to follow this character. We're going to follow this main character in Dutch's group. Arnold was going to be a side character, but we were going to, of course, deal with predators trying to attack us. See, I just figured the, sorry to cut you off. No, 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 you're good. They were also going to get Danny Glover in it as well. I didn't know that. Because they're the only two, like the predator experts, I guess you could say. See, I just imagined that last part was originally written as a cameo for Arnold yeah. where he's in the thing because it's called the Predator Killer. Yeah. I thought that would have been, been cool. It makes more sense than Ripley being in there. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. It was one of the ones they shot. Because would she been older? No, it was just um, they cast somebody that looked like her or something. Because or I mean, that doesn't make any sense. We'll look it up later but it was some kind of effect. But um, I like what they did with Carrie Fisher and Rogue mm-hmm. One. Kind of. No, it wasn't that good. Okay. It was just like somebody wearing a jumpsuit, a woman. Uh, see, it doesn't make any sense because it's like, yeah. I mean, I, I know they fought, but, or Alien and Predator fought, but, you know. Yeah, it's like a reach. Yeah, it's But anyway, this movie sucks. 
Um, I remember seeing Fallen Kingdom, Jurassic Park Fallen Kingdom, walking out of that movie saying that was the dumbest movie I've seen in quite some time, and then just a month or two later I saw this, and I was like, I can't believe something already beat Jurassic Park. Because it's just, it's just mind-numbing. <laughs> it, it doesn't make any sense, because Predator is a really good franchise, of course. The, is it a good on, franchise? Uh, see, I like Predators. I think Predator I think 2 Predators is, is fine. My like, scaling is Predator, of course, Predators, and then Predator 2. I like Predator 2 a little bit less than Predators. Wow, see, I like how, um, like, just, like, fucking mean and dark the second Predator movie yeah, is. That I, it's it's very mean-spirited yeah. in a lot of ways. Like, I really love it. And Bill Paxton. It's true. He's been killed by a Terminator, an alien, and a Predator. Game over, man. Yeah. Fight wrong franchise. It doesn't matter. This franchise is dead now. Yeah, pretty much. Well, no, Alien's got it. Or, Disney's got a hold of it now. Oh, gosh. Same with Alien. And Planet of the Apes. And Die Hard. That's what I want to see. I want to see uh, Planet of the Apes, Alien Predator crossover with John McClane from Die Hard. That makes sense, yeah. It'll be, oh, it's like since global warming keeps messing up everything, the apes rose. Um, it'll be like a... It, and they throw Back to the Future in there, even though they don't own Back to the Future. They'll That's get, still Universal. They'll, yeah. get, they'll get licensing from Universal you know, Back to the Future. So it'll be... Uh, um, Fuck, shit. Uh, John McClane gets a hold of the DeLorean and somehow is able to transfer to the future when apes rule the planet. Mm-hmm. But while apes rule the planet, uh, they happen to, you know, do space exploration. They find the alien. They find the... Yeah, no, yeah. They, they, they no, fi- don't tell... Yeah, we need to trademark this first. <laughs> the apes find the engineer ship. They bring the pods back to the Earth. Yeah. So when John McClane gets there, there is it's an ape civil... The apes are fighting the xenomorph apes. And the Predators are like, shit, that's good hunting ground. So they come down. So then it's John McClane fighting apes and aliens and Predators on top of the Nakatomi Tower. And it's like... Yeah. And while he shoots the last ape off the building, it's like, yeah, the ape falls down. It's like, give me my detonators. And then falls. And we get Carl Winslow in the movie for some fucking reason. He's our main character. <laughs> yes. He's the character we root for. Uh, you know Carl- what all this is making me think? Just God bless Robert Zemeckis and Bob Gale because they're saying no one's making another Back to the Future movie while we're alive. And you know what? That's what I love. Uh, actually, it's gonna be, it's like uh, it's Back to the Future, but it's John McClane and Carl Winslow's character from. Uh, when Robert Zemeckis and Bob Gale go, I think I'll go too. I don't want to be in the world once they die. You know and, they, and they decide to make Back to the Future four or your multiverse movie. Yeah. I mean, think about it. Wouldn't it be hilarious if you had Carl Winslow and Doc... Uh, You're Doc- not thinking like an executive. you got to not think about it. Oh, okay. So, I mean, wouldn't it just be great to have Carl Winslow be like, we need 1.21 gigawatts to get to the... You know? mm-hmm. and, we'll call it Family Matters. Yes. No. All the families matter. We'll call it... Um, uh, <clears throat> alien... Uh, Rise of the Alien Apes versus Predators dying with a vengeance. No, I'd say die harder. <laughs> what? Oh, die harder with a vengeance. <laughs> no, just die harder. Because <laughs> it makes no damn sense. It's all damn thing. It just says die harder. <laughs> because it's the best sequel title ever. Oh, die Hard 2, Die Harder. Uh, next, I guess. Uh, so, we're, I normally do this with the outro, but since I won't be doing the outro with Luke with me, I think we have decided on the next one we do together is going to be Child's Play, the original, and Child's Play the Remake. Um, I thought we were going to do it, The Guest and You're Next. Oh, the, that, yes, that, and then Child's Play. And yeah, the yeah, yeah. So, The Guest and You're Next, which are the same director and same writer, and yes. they're really great movies. And then, 
Chucky or Child's Play and then the remake. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, I have said before for our 30th episode, or my 30th episode with Bill Luke's been joining with me. I was kind of the co-host. It will be, since I can't count apparently, it'll be the Evil Dead remake, the director's cut of the Evil Dead remake, and Serbian film. Yippee. Luke is not happy for one of those films. Mm-hmm. Take a guess which one it is. And I'll give you a guess. It has uh, Bruce Campbell in it. Is he in the director's cut? Uh, Evil Dead? Yeah, I think that's the one that has the alternate ending where it... it it's in there? I think so. I'm oh, like, damn. I'm excited I believe. For that. I, that's cool. Yeah. But yeah, so we're gonna... So you don't... You're not excited for Evil Dead. Yeah, that's what it is. Is that, is that it? Yeah, okay. that's what it is. I'm not excited. If Chris... If you... If he decides to do a Salo episode, I will not be here. Oh, no. No. I, you already seen my podcast list... Or movie list on Amazon, what I have. Oh, yeah. Before. That's true. Uh, other than that, I'm trying to think... Fourth of July? Would you want to be doing something on that? Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, I know you're not off that day, but I will... Or that week's yeah. that weekend. Yeah. Would you want to do, like, a Maniac Cop and... I'd like Maniac Cop and Maniac Cop 2, which I heard has the best shoot shoot shootout ever. Would you want to do, uh, shit, what's that Uncle Sam, this movie with Uncle Sam in it? The, yeah, I've seen it before, but... Is that, is that the name of it, Uncle Sam? It's called Uncle Sam, yeah. Okay. So, like, two, like, two slasher movies that deal with, or three slasher movies that deal with patriotic killers, I guess you could say. Yeah, we'll figure something out. Yeah, we'll figure something out, yeah. So that's, I guess, what it's looking like for us for our next few lineups of movies uh, when of course I do the outro I'll be giving yeah. what I'm going to be doing next weekend besides Luke if well I mean if we have enough to talk about with Luke's episode which we probably will we'll just be doing that if not mm-hmm. we'll be doing another one so anyways anything else you want to say about the Predator before we go don't see it oh, come on really? it stinks that's what the critics said yeah have you ever seen that show no okay. have you watched the Predator Christmas special that isn't a thing yes it is oh, yes it is okay we're going to go watch that Uh, No, it's a thing. It's when they were trying to release the Predator on Blu-ray. They did a claymation, same style of yeah, where where they make just nonstop jokes. Where Santa Claus and a reindeer with a minigun do the hand, the manliest handshake ever recorded on film. I guess I didn't see that. We'll go watch that. Yeah. So, anyways, I that it. Yep, that's it. (laughs) Oh goddamn, I feel bad for this franchise. Anyways, meet you over in the outro, and we'll go through the fun facts and everything. Are you going to have anything fun to say about the Predator? I will about the witch. I don't know yet, but we will. Okay. All right. (laughs) Thank you for listening to another episode of Slasher Supreme. Please like, share, favorite, subscribe, thumbs up, or whatever you have to do to let me know you're out there listening. If there is a certain video game or movie you would like me to review, please leave me a voice message here on Anchor, a message on the Facebook page, or the Instagram page. If you do not follow me on Facebook or Instagram, just look up Slasher Supreme Podcast and you will find me to stay up to date to, you know, things going on. Today's movie fun fact is that in The Witch, there is a scene where the corn that Will is growing shows signs of, I think how you say is ergot or ergot, <clears throat> which is a kind of neat reference. It's because it, that ergot is a hallucinogenic fungus, which grows on corn, and it was a, it's a possibility that's what caused the possessions in the you know for the Salem witch trials is because you know many people hallucinate, so that's like a leading cause for it. So it's kind of throwing some like real world skepticism in there is that maybe they're not seeing anything. Maybe it's just this fungus that they've ate, which is making them go nuts. So it's kind of a you know a little cool 
history fact in there. They kind of, you know, are a little side thing they threw in there. So that's really interesting, you know, adding to that authenticity of you know, everything going on with uh, in the film. <clears throat> now, of course, we're going to discuss what's going on next next week. Possibly, if Luke is, you know, if me and Luke are able to kind of meet up and do that. If not, I have three movies lined up that I'm debating on doing for next week's episode. That is, the movies that I have uh, planned are either the first Silent Hill film, because I actually actually enjoy that film, Scanners, or it's a class of Nukem High, going from the trauma film, so I'm not sure yet, I might review those, I might not, it just kind of depends on what happens with, like I said, me and Luke are planning to do two films again next week, so kind of just depends on what happens, so yes, it'll either be an episode with me and him on it, or just an episode with me, who knows yet. Anyways, thank you guys for listening so much, and I will see you on next week's episode of Slasher Supreme. I'll see you there.